Hello again, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Ball Caps and Bagpipes, Scottish Baseball Podcast. I am John McKellar of Ball Caps and Bagpipes, a member of the Glasgow Comets Baseball Club. My normal podcast partner, Jason Dare, is not here this afternoon. He is uh, busy with other family commitments, so I've drafted in a guest co-host for tonight only, uh, British Baseball Podcast, Matt Button. Say hi, Matt. Hi, Matt. Great to have you on board, Matt. Thank you so much for joining me. It's such short notice. Um, we're going to have a good uh, a good hour of uh, chat here, I think. Um, not much Scottish baseball to talk about this week. Uh, there were two postponements. Both Glasgow teams were out of action. We'll get into that in just a tick. Uh, there was one game that took place, and it was the Edinburgh Diamond Devils trip to Tayport. The Tayport Breakers start the season 0-2 after another uh, heavy victory for the Devils. It ended 16-1. So it looks like uh, Sylvan's team are for real this year. They've started 2-0 and have scored a combined 28 runs over two games, which considering the uh, the contraction to seven inning games is uh, quite something. Um, we will uh, discuss that in a bit more detail shortly. But first, let's introduce our very special guest tonight. We have Glasgow Galaxy's Fiona Bram. Hello. Thanks so much for joining us, Fiona. Um, we're going to talk. Yeah, we're going to talk to you about your baseball journey shortly, and in particular last weekend where you had a, a bit of a milestone game. Uh, so we'll get into that in a bit. Um, let's uh, talk more though about you first off, Matt. Uh, why don't you uh, give the audience who might not know about your podcast, a wee bit of an overview of where you come from and what you do. Uh, yeah, sure. Um, I'm Matthew. I do a little show called the British Baseball Podcast, which was inspired by a journey in 2019 to the Manchester Baseball Club, uh, where me and my little boy went to um, watch the MLB London series. Um, and then as soon as we got there to the car park, we, we, were, we were really well taken care of and um, made a fuss over. They had like a ball in my little boy's hand playing catch room and, and talking to me and playing. And I was really overwhelmed by it. And it was just a great occasion. And that's when I got bitten by by the bug. Decided to stop watching and started playing. And um, I've not looked back, not looked back since. And the the show came about by wanting to share stories from people within the British baseball community and um, their, their stories and adventures within the game. And yeah, it's been, been over a year and a bit now, but um planning episode 100 and then wondering what to do next after that because we're out of ideas <laughs> episode 101 would be a good place to start <laughs> yeah yeah hit, hit reset and start again yeah exactly. it's a big celebration for it um i've got one or two ideas um the um the gb national team uh skipper drew spencer had a thing called grateful to the game where he he was asking players what they were grateful to the game for um, so I'm thinking of of asking um, people that I've met along the way and, and the British baseball community in general what they're grateful to the game for and they're just having like a nice little compilation of um, of just people in the community and what baseball means to them. Fantastic. Um, so we are here again uh, to talk about this past weekend. Not a whole lot to talk about. Just the one game. Uh, the reason for that is that following last Sunday's opening derby, between the Glasgow Comets and Glasgow Galaxy, there was a, a COVID positive in the Glasgow camp. Uh, so that meant that uh, everyone on both sides had to you know, test and a couple of people had to isolate. And it meant that our game against the Edinburgh Cannons, the Comets game against the Cannons in Edinburgh, was postponed. And uh, the Glasgow Galaxy were due to host the Gannett City Oilers, I believe. Yeah. Um, this past Sunday, that game also off. So both teams uh, will uh, have to make that game up. Uh, over the course of the year. Um, the only game that survived, of course, as we've mentioned, 
the 16 to 1 victory for the Devils over the Tayport Breakers. Now, the Breakers, Matt, are in their first uh, Baseball Scotland National League season. Uh, yep. They've started 0 2. Um, however, the effort that they've put in and the club that they built around that beautiful field that they've put together, um, I think it's only a matter of time before they'll start to hit their stride and we'll start to see them play their best kind of their best baseball. Uh, they played the Comets and Galaxy this past autumn in friendlies. I don't know if you were there, Fiona. Um, no, I didn't make it. I don't think you did make that. Um, but they've showed some, some flashes of good baseball, good fundamentals in particular. Um, and Jason West is a good head for, you know, the vision that he, he has in mind. I think that they're going to be, they're going to come good and they'll be all right. They've uh, also got Marina that's joined them as well. So that'll be yes. a great asset. Absolutely. Yeah. Marina, probably the most talented female player in Scotland, I think. Um, yeah. Certainly, I, I think for your, you have a unique perspective on that. I think she's probably a, a leader among Aye. women in the sport and definitely a trailblazer and someone that you, yeah. you, you guys, you guys probably look up to quite a bit for guidance. Um, totally. And just generally as a role model. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see Marina hit her stride in Tayport Colours. Uh, she did very well for the Aberdeen Express two seasons ago, or last season, whatever you want to put it. <laughs> it seems so long ago. Um, that uh, it can only be a matter of time before they start to click. They've got too much talent. Um, and uh, just again, like a surprise scoreline for the Devils. They, you know, I think have been written off a wee bit. Um, Due to you know they've got a lot of people who've left, they've got a lot of guys who are quite a bit older. Sylvan has been a fixture of Scottish baseball as long as I've been around, and they still have a core of people who've been around for just forever. And it mm. seems like their team chemistry is seeing them through, and their offense is quite their offense seems to be quite potent this year, and they're definitely one to look out for. I oh, know they were saying that in the chat, but we've got nothing to fear. <laughs> <laughs> That's confidence. I love I the know. confidence. Yeah. Um, so that's the only game we have to discuss. I don't have uh, a whole lot of in-depth stats or uh, stories from that game. Um, all I know is that it ended 16-1, to 1, um, taking the Devils to 2-0, obviously first place at the moment. Tayport Breakers lose their second straight. And um, yeah, just the Devils are going to be a team to look out for and see just how far they can go this year. Um, they've surprised us so far, scoring 28 runs in two games. Um, certainly last week was a big upset. The Cannons had been touted as a favourite and they got smashed 12-0 in the opening day game. So, I mean, is it, onwards, is it onwards and upwards from here for the Devils or will they be figured out? This is going to be the inter- an interesting story out east. Uh, let's move on to our guest this evening, uh, Fiona. Fiona Hello. Brambley of the Glasgow Galaxy. You've been with us a couple of years now. Um, you, What's that? Yeah. Really? But I, uh, yeah. Yeah, you joined the Glasgow Galaxy, I think, mid-20... Was it middle of the 2018 season or 2019 season? Yeah, I joined in August 2019. Yep, so toward the end of last season, really. So you've only really been active for about a half season, if that. Yeah. uh, When you you take into consideration the pandemic and everything. I know. Um, Let's start where we usually do here, Fiona, and go back to kind of the start of your journey. we've, We've talked before about how you are a native... France, uh, you said uh, just before we keep before we started properly that you're sort of half British and a third French. Yeah, (laughs) just to make it confusing. In a a weird sort of way. Uh, Why don't you tell us about your background first off and how you ended up in Scotland? So, um, yeah, as I was saying, my my mum's from Scotland and my dad's from just outside London. Um, They moved over to France like 30 years ago or something. So I was born there. 
um, pretty much grew up in France for my whole life until um, after school. I just decided I don't really know what I want to do um, after school. Just going to take a gap year. So just decided to visit different unis and I just fell in love with um, Glasgow, really. Um, so I found myself a wee course that I wanted to do. Uh, and then I got accepted and then that was me, uh, 2014, moved to Glasgow. So I've been here nearly kind of seven years now. So it's flown by, absolutely flown by. Um, but don't regret it one second. I absolutely love Glasgow. And I mean, the people are just amazing. So um, see if one thing could be just a wee bit better as a son. Can you just please get more sun? That'd be great. <laughs> First person, yeah. like as soon as it rains at Cheney, I'm like, oh, oh. <laughs> You know what, I, I actually remember you being quite grumpy when it's rained at games before. <laughs> you yeah. just kind of fold into a wheelchair somewhere under a tent. Uh-huh, 100%. Um, but no, yeah. Um, yeah, moved to, to Glasgow for uni and then decided to stay, got myself a job here. So taking full advantage of my opportunity. So yeah, just loving it. Fantastic. Now, have you always been a baseball fan? Did you play baseball back home? No. So I have played basketball for a long time. Uh, I started basketball when I was 10 um, and I played it until basically until I um, started playing baseball. I still kind of play it a wee bit, just like runs and stuff like that, but not as a club. Um, so that's when I joined baseball to just have like a club to kind of feel involved in and part of. So, um, but yeah, basketball was my sport originally. <laughs> How did you stumble then across um, the galaxy? Like it. So the the galaxy or baseball? Because I knew of baseball before. Um, so I kind of got involved. So it's such a funny story. I was like sixteen years old, and my mum was like, "Oh, um, you can't do nothing this summer. You need to find something to do. You got to keep yourself busy because we probably didn't have any holidays planned or like further on in the year." And we kind of drove past this baseball pitch in Toulouse. But we'd never really seen people there, but they had all these flyers. It's like a European qualifier for the under 17s. Uh, we're looking for volunteers. And we were like, oh, let's just have a wee look into that. So it was like an under 17 qualifier to qualify for the under 18s Euros that was happening in like 2013 or 2012 or something. So I just messaged him saying like, oh, um, I'd be keen to come and help out. I don't really know anything about baseball, but I'm happy to come and help and just like learn the sport. And that's how I kind of stumbled into baseball. <laughs> just like seeing this random tournament of under 18s. So there was actually like the British team was there as well. So uh, one of the player, um, Jordan Edwards, that plays for the London Mets, he knows Jason, Jason Stott. So I'm like, this is such a small world, it's mad. Um, so yeah, got to know a lot of people in there, and then um, the funny story about how I come across uh, the Glasgow team is I was in Tesco one day and I seen Jacob um, from the Galaxy, and he was in Tesco, right? And all my pals think I'm absolutely mad to have done this, but so he was in his full baseball gear, had a baseball bat sticking out his bag, and then I just go up to him and I was like, "Excuse me, do you play baseball?" And he says, "Yeah, why?" And I says, "Oh, well, I would love to come to one of your games or like even try out or something. Like, what, what's, what's your address and stuff?" He's like, "Oh, like just look on like Glasgow Baseball Association on Facebook and stuff like that." And I was like, "Oh, thanks." And my pal turned to me and said, "Fiona, I know he looks like a baseball player, but imagine he got that baseball bat out and." battered you in the middle of the shop I was like but he looks like a baseball player it's fine and then like 
am I better at Glasgow? And he's like, well, turns <laughs> <laughs> out it was different, fine. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, in fairness, you probably could never have, uh, you, could, you couldn't have hoped to bump into a better one uh, than Jake. He's uh, such a lovely guy. He was the first ever guest on Ball Caps and Bagpipes, and I just absolutely adore um, getting a chance to see him every week in training, and certainly when we play games against the Galaxy. Um, he's just so a nice. sweetheart. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's one of the people you would call the heart and soul of the club, I think. 100%. Yeah, because he's such a talented player and also such a, a lovely guy. Yeah. Um, but he's yeah, helped to move me on. out a lot in pitching and oh, yeah. stuff like obviously what we'll go on about like he's helped me so yeah. much and just helping me with confidence and he was coaching our developmental game a couple of weeks yeah. back so and that was his him starting as like kind of coach and we were just so grateful for all the tips that he gives us and yeah, yeah 100% such a great asset to the team. Yeah, we're going to touch on that in a bit yeah um, but it's going to be interesting to hear more on that. Um, let's talk about Let's talk more about your beginnings in baseball. So you went to the, the field in Toulouse. You enjoyed the game. Yeah. You approached a random stranger in Tesco, <laughs> potentially endangering your life and those, and those are your friends. Um, so talk to me about the first training session. Um, obviously, with you being a woman, and you covered this before, um, and certainly earlier this year <laughs> down south, Matt, there was uh, certainly controversy to this effect. Uh, um, it can be daunting for a woman uh, like yourself to yeah you know to come to a field full of guys and uh, you know blend in or you know find your place uh, how did you how did you attack that and how did you find the the, the atmosphere was um I, th- I think just myself as a personality I don't really care I mean I'm I moved from France to Glasgow and I didn't know anyone so I was just throwing myself in it and just seeing what happened so I think that's kind of how I approached the same. Fair enough. Yeah, I was nervous because I was like, I'm probably the only girl here. But it's it's quite funny. Do you know that the one thing that's funny during the games are like, right, come on, guys and girls. <laughs> and I just laugh. I'm like, do you know, I actually don't really care. Um, I just I just find it great. Obviously, I was the first girl in the Galaxy team. Um, so being able to say that, like, I'm the first girl in the, the Galaxy team, um, just trying to recruit other girls to come because it, it's a sport for everyone and mm-hmm. I absolutely loved it and it, I, I've never had any issues with any of the comets, any of the galaxy or anything else so everyone's been welcoming so I've never had an issue um, so it's it's just a laugh I just absolutely love it for it's a laugh everyone gets on and you know I just play my best and I think I learn from everyone like sometimes I would love to be just as strong as the guys and I know I'm not but it pushes me to be better and it pushes me to want to be better um so at like this year when we started the year I could throw a wee bit further than I could before and the guys were like look at you like you can throw further and I'm like Come on, I don't. <laughs> um, but yeah I'm, I just I think I just learn from everyone and um, if that's one thing that if there's girls watching don't be scared um, because they'll probably learn from us and we'll learn from them it's it's everyone's the same so we'll all learn in, in a different way can I ask um, was there any reason why your friends didn't decide to join in with you um, well um, I did try and get a few of them involved but there was a wee bit scared because they probably never played baseball I don't know many girls that play like they've watched baseball or play um Jake's girlfriend 
played softball I'm sure she did um but I think she had quite an injury or something I would, but I tried I tried really hard I was like come on come join come join um I've seen because I, I also um do some of the social media um for the for the Glasgow and the Galaxy and there there is a few like girls that do message the page saying like be quite keen to come and I always say look I'm, I'm a girl as well like definitely come there you won't be the only one um I think it's probably just I don't know taking that first step sometimes it's the most daunting yeah, hopefully I'm a friendly enough face. I hope <laughs> to be like just come, it's fine. Yeah, and I think as well, um, something that's easy to overlook is that the first step for anyone entering a baseball field for the first time is pretty daunting. I think Matt, you can attest to this as well. I've certainly been there where it's your first Wednesday and Thursday night approaching the field. You see this group of guys who have quite clearly been playing together for a hell of a lot longer than, than you realise. Um, and you're, you're always very self-conscious about what your next step is going to be. You're like so obsessively trying not to mess up that you're only going to make yourself more likely to do so. And it's hard to relax when you first start. And I think for a while, even afterwards, until you start to really learn the rules and learn the game um, and obviously get to know your teammates. Um, so I think oftentimes, yeah, like, you would, I mean, you would like to think that that's, that's that it's universally the same for everyone, but I do think that there would be that added element for a woman entering a field full of guys, particularly in this day and age. Yeah. <laughs> we, we, still, we, we still have a lot to learn. Um, and we've covered uh, that, Jason and I, on the podcast. Uh, certainly, um, you know, there was the, the, I've mentioned it already, the controversy with the image that was posted on Twitter that we don't need to get too far into today, um, because fortunately it did come to a reasonably decent end. It was... Uh, unacceptable I ever had to come to that but um, what, I w- what I did want to ask is what your take was on that whole thing well <laughs> not gonna lie I kind of that was a bit of a tough part in my work career so I kind of just blocked that bit out um, but obviously yeah it, the fact that Doris stepped out as well was was just terrible and she was doing so much in the, the women's uh, baseball side of things and for that to happen when you've got people that are so loyal, um, it's, it's horrible, it's heartbreaking. Um, but I think the girls um, that were kind of trying out for the, the, um, the women's baseball team, it's definitely made them all grow like so much stronger together and, and prove a point. And, and that was always a thing at the start. They always wanted to prove a point that women's baseball is a real deal. Like it's growing so much in Europe like I know France is huge um, and it, it's not because we're an island we're the UK that we're going to make it any different so we really want to prove a point um, that we can just play just as good and probably better who knows um, so I think that that's how it's just kind of be uh, conceived from now just do you know what we're just going to give it all do our best and absolutely Fantastic, yeah. Um, and I certainly, I know for a fact there are certainly women in the league that are considerably better players than I am. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Marina being one of them. Uh, I know. I noticed that Paul Convoy has posted uh, on the on the stream there that she's one of the best players in the league in general, not just for women, and that's a perfect, mm-hmm. perfect example of what you're talking yeah. about there, Fiona. And uh, she certainly owned me on the mound once or twice. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so, definitely. Yeah. Incredible. Um, so let's get back to you. Uh, we've talked about the first step and the Dalton first step. Uh, let's talk about 
your development. You've you've touched on Jacob, and, and that's been more recently in particular with pitching. Um, yeah. Let's talk about your first steps in terms of your your first steps onto the field in games. Um, yeah. How did you go from first night to your to your first at bat? Talk me through that process and what was going through your head when you when you when you became a Galaxy member. Um, well, I think like obviously, despite me being a Galaxy player, like, obviously training we all play together. Everyone had their part to play, um, so everyone really chipped in and helped me. Um, I think like obviously, like Andy Sweeney, like we get on really well. That like, we've definitely like helped each other out and stuff like that, and. Um, I think really everyone, like JT, obviously, with all his knowledge and stuff like that, um, he just brings so much. You could literally just learn so much from him. Um, and, you know, funnily enough, um, because obviously, I don't know if you remember, Callum and Brian, we kind of all started at about the same time. Yeah. Um, so what we'd done is we'd done like a wee extra training session during the week because we knew that, during like on the Thursday training when everyone was there we mm. couldn't do like the positions or as much repetitions that we wanted to and um, because obviously we were like we're behind everyone so how are we going to do to make this a wee bit better so uh, we always tried to like meet up the three of us and we would just do grounders fly balls grounders fly balls practicing going from two to one three to one and things like that so having like them starting at the same time was really good because we all kind of knew how we all felt because we were like well we're the rookies of the team like this is we know how we feel uh, and being able to help each other um like that was great uh, and obviously Thursdays they were showing us like the proper way of throwing and the, the good techniques and batting and everything I think everyone really like gave in um as much help as they could um this year obviously like we've got like Zach and Miles and everyone's helping us out and honestly we have like so much talent in the team that I have just if anyone says something to me I'll just be like uh-huh yeah okay right tell me more um but yeah it, I just I think I just take a wee bit from everyone because even if people have played for 10 years or two years or three years or whatever um they all have their different experience and can give their wee bit of knowledge and I'll just happily take it um but yeah, I have to say, my first at bat, I was wrecking it. I was like, <laughs> um, and it was in Edinburgh as well. Um, it was such a funny story. I can't remember which Edinburgh team it was, but anyway, I went up to the bat, and the comes the picture, and he says, "Guys, come forward, come forward," and the players were like, "Huh." And he was just like, come forward, come forward. And John was like, what are you, like, what are you talking about? What are you doing? And he says, well, she's not going to hit as hard. And John was like, come on, man. Like, that's not something you say. And funnily enough, because that, that just got me, like, boiling. I was like, do you know what? I just want to show him now. I managed <laughs> to hit it. Like, I can't even remember if it was past picture or, like, it, basically I managed to get there safe to first base. And the first baseman was like, yes that'll teach him <laughs> so it's just things like that you know um that just got me going I was like ah, I'm, I'm gonna do this I'm gonna do this <laughs> fantastic um so talk to me about uh, your progress from there obviously from your first up bat and getting on base uh what positions have you played uh and uh, obviously we'll get into pitching in a bit but the yeah, first, so first kind of half a season mainly- 
during the games, I would play right field. Um, that's the main positions I would do. Um, that is definitely one thing I need to work on. I just can't see those fly balls. Like, I, ju- I just really struggle. <laughs> Luckily, Mikey was there. Um, he's great. Like, he's a great centre field. Like, just telling you, like, right, left, back, forwards. Um, but, yeah, um, it was a good reposition. Like, I was only playing, like, a couple innings towards the end. And, you know, I was happy with that. I'd only started playing, like, two years ago for, like, a month if that um so I was I was just glad to be on the pitch and be be part of the team and stuff so um yeah so probably mainly um right field uh, and then obviously this year I started um the development game uh, pitching so yeah let's move on to that um pitching is that is pitching what you want to dedicate yourself to moving forward? Can we expect to see that mostly uh, for you in development games or what's your plans for the next day for this coming season? I don't really know. Like I do, I did really enjoy it. Like I'll get, don't get me wrong. See when I finished that inning, I came back and I was like, Oh, that was so stressful. <laughs> um, I'm sorry. <laughs> but you know, the adrenaline of it, it was, it was like really fun um, and I totally understand now why the pitchers, like when you see them like on MLB TV, like they do like, because I, I sometimes was like, right, Fiona, breathe, breathe. <laughs> so I had to proper breathe. Um, but no, it was fun. Um, that was like my first time pitching. Like I, I wasn't even on, on the mound properly. Um, so I was like a few steps ahead, but I hadn't really done that much practice, to be honest. Um so being able to actually I only walked one person and I was pretty proud of myself for having done that I thought I was going to walk everyone yeah um so I only walked one person Uh, so I was pretty happy with that (laughs) was it was it Craig you walked yeah I think so yeah Yeah, Gordon singled then Craig walked I think yeah yeah um so I mean yeah the the night before I was going around my head I was like I'm just gonna walk everyone I'm gonna do it I'm gonna um but do you know when uh, when they called strikes, I was like, I can do it, I can do it, it's okay. Because yeah. um, for me, like I obviously kind of link it a wee bit to basketball because that's that's how I knew it. Me versus a pitcher is my one v one, so I'm like, right, I need to try and beat this person. So that that was my way. That's my one v one. And having like Callum catching as well was great. Like obviously, as I said, we kind of started at the same time, so having that person that I know and I've worked with was really good um who knows I would love to try second I really do enjoy kind of being second base um so and I think that's what the development games are there for like you can just try around and just play these different positions probably wouldn't have the opportunity to do in the, the the other games um so I think we all just have to embrace the ability to to do that um but yeah, who knows? I managed okay in that, that first inning, so I'll keep giving it a bash until um, I feel discouraged, but I'll keep going. I'll be <laughs> the next pl- Marina. <laughs> it, was, it, was a, it was a pleasure to face you in the box, Fiona. It was nice to be part of that, um, your, your first inning of work on the mound. Um, and I, I, thought, I thought you did very well. Um, and like you say, you've only, you've only practised it a little um, and you've jumped in head first, both yourself and Chris Young, who yeah. I think superbly as well. Um, yeah. Yeah. You, you guys say uh, I was pretty proud of you both uh, when I was watching you uh, on there because it's I've mentioned last week on the show it's it, it, it's it takes a special type of person to go up on the mound and pitch, 
Um, it's not not something that I think I could ever do I I don't think I would be able to handle the the pressure of being on the mound in a game Um, I should say that John because like in in Manchester I know in our development team pitching is uh, something that that we're looking for more people to do and like you said then I don't think I've got the ball to do it Um, so Fiona what what advice would you say or would you give to someone who's like maybe an outfielder or, or a different position player to the ones to give pitching a go. What what have you found the most challenging from adapting from fielding to, to pitching and have you overcome it? Um I think probably for me was obviously just the whole kind of um like using your body more than your like your arm. I think that but that's probably just me as kind of like a, a newbie, probably using my arm a lot more. But like when I started pitching and using my body and like that whole momentum that you get from that kind of that movement that you do, you're like, oh, this is actually something that you can do really well. Um, so I think just embrace it. Um, just you can do it. And, and I don't think that people can't do it um, because we all know how to aim when we want to throw from like right field to, to second. You have to aim. So pitching's, I just, I just don't know. I don't know if I'm just being like, obviously just quite new and just feeling like it's the same. Um, just imagine it being the same. Just you're aiming for that glove and just go for it. Um, and I mean, I'm still learning, obviously. Um, but I think give it a shot and then you can understand how it feels to be on that mound and you can understand, probably I'll have a better understanding being on the pitch and understanding the other positions um to just do it but I did love the adrenaline you know that way you just like you've got that adversity and but you know that you've got the rest of the team behind you to support you if obviously the guys do hit um and it's knowing that you've got your aim but also the rest of the team covering you um whereas probably when you're in the right field that's you if the ball goes towards you you're it (laughs) what's the best piece of advice someone's given you when it comes down to your pitching? Um, I'm trying to think. Um, so for me, probably just now, is keeping the arm behind the back and then throwing towards the front. So I think that's one thing that like has really helped. If you're struggling, just put your arm behind it. One arm in front arm behind and just go straight and it makes it so much easier for some reason cool now we have some uh, quite a few comments on the stream so let's say uh, read through these um yeah so fox lesaris i don't think that's a real name <laughs> so it's funny that we chose to play baseball in one of the roughest parts of glasgow i imagine if i didn't dress in uniform my neighbors would assume i was up to no good uh, I think that's been a, a long-term issue in Glasgow baseball circles. Um, Mr. At least Kelly, we, don't have, we don't have the group um, exercise classes anymore. Yeah, they've finally been dispatched or dealt with by... Who was it that went absolutely mental at them? Um, Callum. Was it Callum? Callum. <laughs> Callum just yeah. terrified them and they'll never oh. come back. Yeah, that was quite a... So that we have the our field, we have like a fixed backstop and a sign that says this is the home of Glasgow baseball. We have a lease on the field that, that Jason Stott, president of the club, and my head coach owns. Um, but there was this exercise class that over the entire spring kept like 
meeting at our field and stuff like that. And like they quite obviously knew that it was a baseball field and that it was, you know, that we were going to be using it for those purposes. But they would just like train on the diamond or in the it's field. The it's the fact that the guy had a dog and he let yeah. it off the lead and the dog kept coming to steal the balls. Yeah. We were just like, come on. But yeah. do you know what's funny is like speaking to a few of the women's um, throughout the UK, like women's baseball players, apparently they've had like people just standing or sitting in the middle of the pitch having their picnic. And I'll be like, yeah. you do realise like people, you're going to get hit by a ball <laughs> and they don't yeah. care. <laughs> and yeah, we're a bit in Manchester like two weeks ago, just the families just planted themselves down in the centre field, just started opening the, up the, the sandwiches and stuff, but they weren't, they weren't even looking in the direction of the game. They had the backs turned to it. I was like, well, you can see what we're doing. Yeah. <laughs> You're making that your own bed there. That frustrates me. It yeah. really does. Enter, enter at your own risk. Um, so, Fox, is, um, is Mark the weatherman? Fiona. Oh. <laughs> Oh, I, I had to call him the weatherman on the chat. So this guy lives just next to um, the pitch. And every day he gives us updates um, on the weather. And I'm just like, Mark, I'm just, she's just going to call you the weatherman. And I absolutely love him for that. Because he's like, mm, it's, it's raining a wee bit, but the ground is fine. <laughs> I love him. <laughs> um, my teammate, Chris Kelly, uh, comments, best thing about training, just being a sponge for whatever folk have to offer. Just don't let me scoop the ball from Mike. Um, cheers, John, for no mentioning my ground out. Good teammate. I think I just did, Chris. Um, <laughs> Paul Convoy says, uh, fantastic attitude to all, Fiona. Uh, and I would agree with that completely. Um, you know, the best way to approach the game is to relax um, and just to kind of focus on. It's one of those where the old adage, you know, focus on what you can control comes in. You know, like baseball is more of an individual sport than any other team sport. You know, you can only you can yeah. only affect the outcome of a play that affects you or includes you directly. So, to to relax is I think rule number one uh, that you really have to follow, or else you know too rigid you you end up making mistakes. Yeah, um, and I think that's now, what's great about our team is that, yeah. and I, I think the Galaxy, um, we definitely have that kind of great team atmosphere. Um, that even if we do make mistakes, we'll pick each other up. Um, and regardless of what happens, if it's a good outcome, then great, we'll all celebrate together. If it's a bad outcome, then we'll just be like, well, what did we do wrong? What can we do better next time? And we'll just pick each other up anyway. Um, and that's what we need um, in a team. Uh, you, you just really need that. And I think that's what makes it so much more special and so much for helpful for me as well, knowing that the guys are so supportive, um, despite me being a girl, despite me literally haven't just started they're like no you go pitch you go do that and at the end they were like you've done amazing and I was like oh okay <laughs> um so having that is just great and I couldn't have asked for anything better to be honest so superb now you've been uh you're very short tenure as a Glasgow Galaxy player you've been a part of a champ a league championship winning team mm. and a league and cup double winning team at that yep. um how from your perspective does the Galaxy pick up where they left off uh, after the opening day loss to the Comets um, how do you guys regroup and put number four in a row on the board just as uh, kind of any other team as I said we'll just learn what did we do wrong what can we do better um, and then just next time we'll do it better um, I think there's no point just trying to um, 
think, oh, we did that wrong and just keep hanging on it because it's just going to kill us more. Um, so, yeah, we've probably made a few mistakes and there was a few things that probably didn't go in our favour and there's a few things that we didn't, I don't know, various different things that came into it, into mind and into game. But do you know what? If we keep dwelling on that, um, it's, it's just not going to work. And But I think that's one thing that the team, even before I came, um, the team were good at anyway. Um, and yeah, we just have to, to keep pushing. That's one game, it's in the past. I'm pretty sure last season, um, obviously the one that I didn't start, um, the one in 2019, um, I think we lost against the Comets as well. First game. Yeah. So, yeah. and then we went to win the league. So, you know. <laughs> great attitude, yeah, that's a great attitude to take to, to it. And uh, certainly what you said there about not letting a loss dictate what happens next week and the week after and, and so on. It's something that I think has really affected the Comets uh, in recent years. Uh, in the past uh, couple of years, we've had a couple of really hot starts to the season and then maybe one game will go you know, sour and we'll make a lot of errors and then we've struggled to kind of get past that a couple of times um, and then that tend that we've had a couple of seasons where we've ended up being a couple of games under 500 or just there or thereabouts when, you know, a couple of bounces going either way could have led us to be potentially a post-season team and I, I think a lot of that is the mental aspect uh, which is something that I think the Comets have really improved on um, mm-hmm. since oh. since 2019 Yeah. Um, and it's going to be interesting to see the Galaxy um, now we've mentioned Luke before, we've talked about this to death really, we've covered it to death you know, the Galaxy losing Luke um, it's going to be interesting to see how the defensive uh, brilliance of the Galaxy which has always been a key aspect of those championship winning teams um, and the pitching replacements drive the Galaxy forward. Obviously, there's a couple of really good teams in the league this year. The Devils look like they're going to be a force to reckon with. We've definitely improved. I think Aberdeen have definitely improved, yeah. particularly, uh, you know, the folding of the Express is one aspect of it, but particularly the return of Stephen Evans uh, as both their kind of starting pitcher mm-hmm. and coaching. So it's going to be the most open and tight league that I think we're going to see for quite a long time. I think uh, that's that's probably what's happened with COVID because, like, just out yeah. with baseball, just looking at other sports, mm-hmm. things have totally changed. Like, some teams that you think would be winning have been losing, and you're just like, whoa, what's happening here? Um, and you know what? Like, let's just make it fun and competitive. Absolutely. And we, I'm sure we all want that. Um, so let's just make the most of it and, yeah, enjoy Absolutely. Um, <laughs> Chris Kelly comments again, Galaxy will be okay. You don't need to face us every week. <laughs> it's fine. I'll I, come in um, into, the, into the regular game and it will be feared. I mean, I'm trying to be impartial here, Chris. So, you know, <laughs> I'm a broadcast journalist, damn it. Well, if, <laughs> if Chris keeps uh, throwing from centre field to first base, he might not. That was one thing Sweeney kept telling him at training, don't do it. And then what yeah. did he do three times in a row? You'll remember, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's fine. Keep doing it against us. We're more yeah. than happy. <laughs> um, let's move on to Fiona Women's Baseball Scotland. Now, you guys have a, an all-star team now. Um, mm-hmm. Is that something that you personally are going to be involved in? Uh, and if so, to what, to what degree? Um, and what do you expect from that going forward? Yeah, so it was something I was quite keen on doing. Um, but because of kind of 
COVID and work and everything, there has been a lot of kind of, let's say, a, a wee bit of a setback. I was, um, I had applied to do the women's baseball team as well, the, the, the tryouts for the UK. Um, and I was so keen on starting it. I'd started off the workout plans um, and all those things. Um, and obviously, because at the start, we couldn't travel to England. We couldn't do that. Um, but yeah, it's kind of put a, a we'll say that I've, a few months past, um, I've just kind of put a few stuff on hold. So I don't think I will be joining um, the team, uh, but it just looks amazing being able to, like, obviously there's so much talent regardless, like in in Scotland uh, for the women's. That Edinburgh have got a few lassies as well. Absolutely. Um, yeah. So we'll definitely, and because it's, um, Kate, there's Casey as well. I'm sure her daughter's joining in. Um, that would there's definitely going to be some some women there to represent um so it'll be great to get that experience um with the rest of England um and who knows um show a wee bit what we're worth and showing what we've got what are your ambitions then within baseball it it, it you you come across a really passionate enthusiastic person about the sport and it's a shame that you can't sort of get into the, the all-star thing and, and the WUK national mm-hmm. team so how what are your ambitions and, and your goals? So definitely this year, I think I'm, I'm just going to focus on kind of galaxy, just having time for what I can already. Um, and then um, if I can try out next year again, that would be, definitely be something I would be keen for. Um, I think this year has just been very tough um, work-wise. I was, as I said, kind of working in a hospital. Um, I was in ICU like for a, for a good month doing nursing shifts. It's something that I would never have thought I would have said in my entire life. <laughs> um, so that definitely just kind of put a wee setback on um, on things. Um, and but just now having the galaxy is really like kind of helping me focus uh, onwards. And then hopefully next year uh, I can look at um, going into to to the UK because well why not? <laughs> yeah. And I think having all that talent in in the UK and, and especially in, in England, um, they have all these um, like really talented coaches um, that can bring so much to us. Um, so it definitely be a great thing to learn and bring up to Scotland as well. Definitely. You mentioned as well, and we spoke a bit before I started recording about, about work and it's, you're not exactly in a, in a stress-free industry, I suppose, uh, in your profession. Um, how important then is baseball to you and, and your sort of time away from work? massive yeah massively important I, I do have like a lot of my friends out with baseball um but baseball is my time to just relax relax even though I'm, I'm still playing but it is my way to relax it, it's my sport to be able to just think of something different um just be able to to disconnect because you need it um and that is definitely something obviously during lockdown that was really tough when we couldn't play you just didn't have that time to disconnect and no idea what was happening and, and last year when they when they played a few games I could barely make any of them because we were do, like we were working on weekends and stuff so I was just kind of missing out on that part of it, this is my time right this is my time to just relax and chill out um so no definitely just now my, as much as I I'm really working with like from a pitching just now and stuff like that I just need that that time with the team to just enjoy. We we have that that great 
kind of we have a great laugh all together we really do um and knowing that that's my time I can just focus on something different um is great um but I think sometimes I probably try and do too much uh, and that's when I'm like oh panicking um so I think that's why um I was loving the the, the UK part of things uh, at the start it was definitely something to get me going but then I realized wait I'm probably taking on a wee bit too much right now um, and I probably just have to go back onto myself and think, right, what do I want to do just now? Focus on the galaxy because I know them. I know them more. I know what they'll bring to me. Uh, and then after that, when I'm when I'm improving, um, I can look into looking harder um, to the UK. But and I would assume as well that the develop the new development league will help someone with your schedule, your work schedule being so stressful to be able to just show up. Yeah. play a couple of innings before the, the National League game starts. I think that's probably... I think for me, um, I've lost a lot of time in the last couple of seasons to physical problems and also mental health breaks uh, that I've had to take from the game. Um, so for me, I think it's great to be able to learn a new position, play in a lineup with people who are more at the level I'm at at the moment because I've missed so much time. My confidence at the plate, confidence in the field, my timing and stuff like that, my stamina I need to get them back to a place where I'm comfortable with that um, and uh, I think the development game is fantastic for that to be yeah. able to do that in a very stress-free kind of environment um, yeah uh, uh, yeah I think that's I think, a quality yeah. idea as well when I heard Paul talking about it on your show yeah. the other week I was just like the more teams should do it just to get the the, the playing time because a lot of, of players especially rookies and, and new people like myself just that opportunity might be there and just have a couple of innings before a game uh, could be massive. Yep. Because no, like in England, they just like have like a lot of kind of teams and yeah. leagues and stuff, don't they? Yeah, yeah. We just don't I have do, that enough numbers. <laughs> I do believe that is uh, Paul's long-term plan for Scotland. Um, this is pretty much being trialled this year for the first time. I think uh, the first weekend of development games was a massive hit though, so I expect this to be an idea that will grow into something um more structured and uh, now Matt ask her who batted in the, the first day of run she ever gave up in a, in a game what's that what, what, what John said who, who, go on <laughs> who batted in the first day uh, run you ever gave up in a, in a game as a pitcher can't remember <laughs> I'm offended <laughs> it was me <laughs> even I could see that coming <laughs> Not gonna lie, I kind of like zoned out on what was happening afterwards. <laughs> like I was just like, I'm focusing on the pitching. Yeah. The one that I remember vividly was, I can't even remember what happened. Do you know the one where there was absolute like the passing between the first and the second, and then the people were running, <laughs> and then there was a score, and I was like, Yeah. What that is was, happening? <laughs> that was uh, that was the sacrifice fly that I hit. <laughs> basically, what happened was I lined out to left. So it was a line drive, so it's probably not something that Gordon, who was on third, would have come home on. Um, but Robert belted it from first, which meant that Craig then had to move to third. <laughs> so Gordon was just like, shit, why is someone running at me? <laughs> he basically had no choice but to go. And I think, fortunately, someone had either dropped the ball or overthrown it or just uh-huh. staring, staring in bewilderment at what was going on. And, and I th- that, that was me. Was I was like, like, what is yeah. happening? <laughs> yeah, I was kind of, I was sort of walking back toward the bench 
and just kind of look at and just like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> <laughs> but you know, I'll take the RBI anytime I get a chance to drive in a run, I'll, I'll do so. But, I mean, um, the thing is, technically, see, if we hadn't if we'd stopped the game and not stopped the last kind of mm-hmm. points that had been scored, technically Galaxy won. That is something I wanted to touch on this week on the show because <laughs> we talked about the rules for the development league last week, Jason and I. Obviously, he's not here tonight, but um, there is like that that, uh, that additional kind of caveat to these games that I wanted to touch on this week. Um, now, it's kind of complex. So, Matt, the, the development game starts at 12 midday and runs for either one hour or three complete innings, whichever comes first. Um, so we had played two innings, and the score, I believe, was 2-0. 2-1. 2-1. It was 2-1. I think it was... No, because I scored. I, think, I, I, I scored the point for one. Um, yeah, no, you're right. At the end, it was 2-1. Uh, uh, then we scored one more uh, in the bottom of the second, so it was 3-1 it was three one at the time. Uh, which was what the final score ended up being. However, in the top of the third, uh, the, the Galaxy actually scored three times. Um, but before the end of the top of the third, I believe the hour elapsed, which meant that the score then reversed to what the score was at the end of two because we didn't get a chance to, to bat. Um, so I guess it's like the development league version of, of home field advantage. <laughs> but um, I was, yeah, I was very... Um, I was very just, I was just very bewildered by it. And it took me a couple of days, I'll be honest, to, to yeah. actually understand that rule. Um, so Chris has, for... has commented, uh, I think we just all need to treat the games as two inning games going forward and make sure the victory is secure by then. <laughs> but well, is... I think um, they're, they're thinking for like the closer game. So obviously the Glasgow Comets and potentially the Edinburgh ones, if they're keen, mm-hmm. we could start sooner. Mm-hmm. So like start at half 11 and then at least it gives us that time to complete hopefully the third inning yeah yeah um, kelly's commented that rule will bite us on the bum too no doubt <laughs> <laughs> i mean i think now that everyone knows the rule we'll, we'll have a bit more urgency about is uh, in yeah. development games um oh, i don't know to be honest because I, I don't i don't know obviously we want to win it but at the end of the day the development game for us to develop um, so we really just have to think of how we're going to get better and if it's it's by playing and like for me, for the pitching, I, I didn't want to rush it. Um, yeah. I, I was just, do you know what? If people scored, then they scored. But yeah. I just want to focus on me, my learning. So I don't know. It's probably just me thinking like that. Um, I know, obviously, we're keen on winning games. But I think the key is also developing um, the players and giving them the opportunity to, to learn in these positions. So if we can get more time, then all the better. Um I don't think, and I think probably JT and, and Jake would agree they would want us to get that game time um, because they, we're here, they want to keep us in a way, obviously, we want to keep all the people that we have, so we want to give them that time and give that, that de- development and feel like they are part of the team and that they are learning, um, so I think if we just cut it short, people just be like I'm oh, here yeah, and I that, mean, that's not really us that's a really good point, and no, I, I totally agree. I feel the same way about the development game. It is about developing. Like I've taken up the development games to develop as a first baseman, and to become better at it and become more confident. Yeah. You know, the the score is very much secondary. Um, to that, uh, I think it's it's called a development game for a reason at the end of the day, yeah. um, and it is just a chance to play an hour of baseball without too much stress, to give you a chance to learn. You know, it's it's like learning 
it's like vocational learning, so to speak. Uh, you know, it's like where you're just kind of learning by doing, um, and yeah. it's fantastic. And actually, Paul has commented the development game rules will be reviewed throughout the season. The longer the games go, the better, but there's a lot to consider. As you've said, the long-term plan is a single A division. So that will be interesting. And hopefully yeah. we'll be duking, hopefully we'll be duking it out next year uh, in single A and not in development. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I don't know if I want to read this one, Mark, because I don't want to upset her. But uh, Fiona lost an RBI from that rule. I got in home and she had a hip chopped off. So it's a moral and victory, if nothing else. I, I keep I keep saying, I was like, I totally did that on purpose. I just did the hit <laughs> and then like Mark scored. I was like, I totally did that on purpose. Because <laughs> right, they're like, so- oh yeah, you try and hit towards left field. And I'm like, yeah. do you know, if I hit the ball, I'm happy. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, no, it was a good laugh. Yeah, it was it was good, and uh, yeah, let's hope that let's hope we get plenty more innings in over the course of the season. Um, yeah. they are, um, it's going to be interesting to see uh, where you're going to be playing next time the Comets and Galaxy play, uh, whether you'll be pitching or you'll be at your at your taking your chances at second base. Uh, but thank you, know, you so there much. Might be third baseman and gunning it to first. <laughs> That'll be me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> thank you so much for joining us tonight, Fiona. I really appreciate no you the time out of your evening. Um, Thank you for having me. Little to you, Matt. Thank you so much for filling in for Jason. Um, We don't have any games this coming Sunday in Scotland. It's Father's Day weekend, so uh, week off for all the the Scottish teams. Uh, Jason and I will be back next Tuesday to preview the following week's games, so please do tune in then, uh, Tuesday at 9. Once again, Fiona, Matt, thanks so much for tonight. Thank you to everyone who watched uh, it'll be available on demand on Facebook as soon as I can get it uploaded uh, I'll have to download it first and then the audio version will be out by the end of the week as well so uh, thank you so much uh, for joining us um, check us out on Facebook it's at Caps and Pipes, same on Twitter at Caps and Pipes, it's Ball Caps and Bagpipes on Instagram, we have linktree.com slash Caps and Pipes if you can't be bothered uh, remembering all those <laughs> and uh, you can follow myself on Twitter at John Caps Pipes uh, Fiona do you have any social medias that you like to plug? Uh, um, just follow basically the, the Glasgow Galaxy one I kind of run that one so uh, just on the Instagram uh, at Glasgow Galaxy Fantastic. I'll probably find Matt? that one but that's not really that interesting <laughs> <laughs> and Matt uh, would you like to plug your social medias before we uh, head off? Uh, yeah, you can find me at Brit Baseball Pod. Um, episodes launch every Monday with a roundup show on Tuesday featuring the lovely John McKellar when there's games to, to talk about. Um, I just want to say thank you very much for having me on. It's been an absolute honour, uh, a show that I've, I've listened to and loved and uh, you and Jason, two people in the game that I respect. Um, I love Scottish baseball, the Scottish baseball community. I love what you've got going up there. Uh, if you want to keep doing what you're doing, shine the light and, and light the way for, for the um, young athletes they're looking to get involved. Um, your positivity and energy is uh, infectious and um, you're, you're a great player to have for the for the Galaxy. Hopefully we'll see you one day, either up here or we'll be down in Manchester. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, if you ever lost in the in the Manchester regions, I'll, I'll point in the right direction to, to get out of. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thanks so much, guys. And thanks, uh, thanks again for, to everyone for watching and listening. Good night.